Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. What's going on, everybody? Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil coming to you from our homes. It is Christmas week, Eric. What are you going to be doing for the holidays? You know, going to be uh, hanging out here for uh, Christmas, Christmas Eve, that type of thing. And again, happy holidays to everybody. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you happen to celebrate. But uh, yeah, I'll be be around here and then uh, head down to Arizona for about a week. And then when we come back, it'll be... uh, Big time uh, basketball going on. But before that, Rach, I actually wanted to give a shout out to uh, my new fiance, Wendy. Yes, congratulations, <laughs> Eric. I'm so happy for you. Uh, tell us a little bit, give us a little bit of details on that oh, proposal, man. if you don't mind. Going out on the podcast here. We had a lovely uh, time. Uh, went out to a scenic spot in Boulder, uh, did the proposal. Luckily for me, she said yes. And then, uh, uh, had uh, arranged to stay at the Brown Palace Hotel, which I've never stayed at before. If uh, people have been in the Denver area, it's right downtown and kind of a very historic, uh, well-known uh, hotel and uh, got to stay there for the first time. Well, congratulations again. I know Thank the whole WAC family is very happy for you. And uh, let's get into some basketball, I guess. We actually have a lot to talk about this week, Eric. First, starting off, New Mexico State men's basketball. They are back after being on a pause. They haven't played in I believe two maybe almost three weeks now so it's been a minute but they're back and it's been a year since they lost a game Eric. It's been over a year as far as the calendar goes and yeah they have not played since December 1st of course they had those unfortunate COVID a couple of cases had to shut it down when they had some games scheduled but uh, the other part of that still being in Phoenix at the Arizona Grand uh, have not been able to schedule any games since then uh, now, what's interesting, Rachel, is we there's another school coming in to the Arizona Grand, San Jose State, out of the Mountain West. And uh, if you recall with the NFL, San Francisco 49ers had to move out of Santa Clara uh, to Phoenix to continue the NFL season. San Jose State in the same exact situation in the same county that the uh, San Francisco 49ers are in had to move out so they could practice. And so they're at the Arizona Grand. So there is... Uh, some talk on Twitter. I haven't uh, heard anything officially that it would make sense for San Jose State to play against New Mexico State, especially since they're both in the same place. Now, the other issue would be, hey, where are they going to play? I mean, I don't think they would play in the uh, the ballroom where they have the uh, practice court set up. Hey, you never know at, at this point. But um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. There are uh, some other teams besides New Mexico State in that same boat, and you just feel bad for them. You hope they can... Uh, uh, get some games in before conference play begins, but uh, it's it's one of those years, Rachel, so we just don't know. I know. At what point, I guess next year, too, I've been saying it's so 2020 to just play in a ballroom, but I guess am I going to have to say it's 2021 here in a little bit in just a few short days? But uh, another thing is that the NCAA did approve for the eligibility waiver for college basketball transfers to start now. Yeah, they did, and that could impact uh, New Mexico State, I know they were still waiting to to figure out on, on a couple of players there, but obviously with Jabari Rice being out for uh, some amount of time, that, that could help the Aggies uh, get some extra players uh, that could get in the rotation there. And uh, so that that's, I guess, good news for that. But we're also towards the end of the semester. So I don't know how many players that impacts that uh, weren't already 
uh, going to be playing this year or we're going to be playing once the new semester begins. But uh, the other question, Rachel, with, with New Mexico State is we're hoping by the start of conference play they would be back in Las Cruces. Uh, here we sit on December 21st. I, I don't know if that's going to happen and how long they're going to have to stay in Phoenix and, and you know, possibly host WAC games, where those would be, what, where in Phoenix there's, those would be. Obviously, the, the women's team, they tried to host a game, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit, in Tucson. That didn't happen this past week. So not only the men's team, but also the women's team trying to figure out where their home could be, you know, potentially for the next three months. Lots of questions still up in the air regarding the Aggies programs. And yeah, we'll look forward to seeing how that schedule kind of unfolds as we come close to conference play. Looking at UTRGV men's basketball, they sit at five and two on the season. They beat Texas A&M International 89 to 51 and forward Sean Ray, who had a pretty big game, I would say, ends up being our Ticket Smarter WAC Player of the Week. Yeah, Sean Ray scores 19 points with eight rebounds and he has been a pleasant surprise, I think. I don't know if surprise is the right word for UTRGV, but he has definitely stepped up this year in the absence of uh, of Leslie Varner and Jordan Jackson. But uh, he's more of an inside guy. Uh, had a really nice game against Texas A&M International in limited minutes, too, I, I should add. I think he only played 18 minutes and scored 19 points in that one. And UTRGV, 5-2, and two, I believe this is, uh, if not their best start, one of their best starts in their history. Yeah, Jonah Goldberg, their play-by-play, said he was a machine under the basket <laughs> in that game against Texas A&M International. And then the Vaqueros will host Sam Houston State on Monday night, so the 21st at 6 p.m. at Central Time. So by the time this goes live, they will have already played. We'll look forward to seeing the result there. Looking at Dixie State, they sit at 4-1 on the season. They lost at Southern Utah 85-78, to Eric. Their next game, though, they'll be playing at number one Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, nothing like uh, uh, having to go to uh, Spokane and, and play number one Gonzaga. Uh, they they did lose that game to Southern Utah. Southern Utah also beat uh, Utah Valley. Uh, mm-hmm. So they look like a pretty good team this year. Uh, Dixie did beat Bethesda on Saturday. That was a game that kind of popped up. You know, we've talked about this the last few weeks where a lot of games have been canceled, but there's also been games that have popped up out of nowhere. Uh, this one against Bethesda was one of those games, and it, they played really well in that one. Jacob Nichols had 14 points, 10 rebounds in the win, and uh, Cameron Gooden had a nice steal and dunk that is uh, one of our whack top play nominees this week. Yeah, looking at that Gonzaga game, Gonzaga is actually going to play three games. So they have a game today, but then they have a game Saturday, also Monday, and then they play Dixie on Tuesday. So not a whole lot of time to scout Dixie there. Yeah, and it's actually December 29th is the date on that uh, Dixie game. So it is um, not many games that week. Uh, We were talking a little bit, Rach, that uh, normally we see more games between Christmas and New Year's. Obviously, the, the COVID has to have an impact on that. We talked about Mike Krzyzewski last week shutting it down, letting his players go home for Christmas. There might be some some of that as well. But as we get into our, our schedule here, Rachel, uh, for the past week or two, there's quite a few whack teams that are on pause right now. Yeah, definitely are. Uh, GCU, though, looking at the Lopes team, such a fun team to watch, I will say. But they are now 4-2, and two, and they lost 68-65 to 65 to San Francisco in Las Vegas. But the two games that they have lost, Eric, It's been so close. It comes down to the wire. They lost by one point to Arizona State and then obviously three here to San Francisco. And Arizona State was ranked in the top 25. San Francisco beat number four Virginia 
earlier this season. So another very good team there out of the West Coast Conference. So uh, another test for the Lopes coming up this week. They get to play the Colorado Buffaloes. That's going to be on the Pac-12 network, and we can check that out on Tuesday. So GCU, I, I think, you know, 4-2, and two, not, not a bad record there. They beat Nevada and, uh, you know, got six games in, uh, a seventh before the break. So I think they're in pretty good shape. Yes, agreed. California Baptist, they sit at three and two on the season so far. Both of their past games, the game at Arizona and Loyola Marymount, have been canceled this past week. I feel like Arizona was scheduled to play so many whack teams, and we <laughs> haven't been able to see any of those matchups. No, we were looking forward to that one, and that was actually a day of the game about two hours before tip. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody in the, in the CBU program tested positive for COVID, so they had to shut it down. So the, I believe the team was already, you know, there and all, all that good stuff. And and then they had a game against Loyola Marymount uh, scheduled for today, uh, which is Monday when we're recording this. And they had to uh, cancel that game as well. So they are sitting at three and two. You know, we, we've liked what we've seen so far, but uh, uh, hopefully they might be able to schedule a game after they're clear uh, before the, the conference season gets started because our very first WAC spotlight game of the year is going to be CBU at Utah Valley on Friday. January 8th. And right now, both those programs are on pause. Looking forward to that one. So hopefully they are both able to get a few more games in. Otherwise, though, I will be very ready to see that matchup and start conference play. Looking at Seattle U now, five and four on the season. Seattle U was up to a great start, then kind of took a little bit of a dip, but it seems like they're finding their rhythm again, Eric. Yeah, how about that nine games that they've been able to play? So hats off to Jim Hayford and his staff for figuring out to uh, going to places, hosting some teams in Seattle and getting nine games in already so far. And they get a a 10th before the break as they'll be at California on Tuesday on the Pac-12 network. So we have a couple of games on the Pac-12 network this Tuesday. And a guy that's really uh, starting to step up as well is uh, Darian Trammell. He had uh, 16 points, six assists in that win over the College of Idaho. And and Jim Hayford did play a lot of bodies in that game as uh, Seattle U was, was in control uh, for most of it, but uh, he's one of those players uh, that are newcomers that uh, seem to be playing really well right now. Playing extremely well. Another team that we have on pause right now, Tarleton, they sit at two and two. They've played four games this season. They are on pause. They're supposed to host Paul Quinn on a New Year's Eve, that obviously being in about 10 days from the day we're recording this podcast. Utah Valley, Eric, you mentioned them a little bit earlier. They're two and four on the season. They lost at Utah 75 to 67. Evan Cole, a name that we have talked about, we had on a preview day. He's definitely showing why he deserves to be possibly a contender for a player of the year. Yeah, how about that? 31 points, 10 rebounds at Utah. And they, they were in that game. And that was 75-67 was the final. And, and you look at the record again, 2-4. and four, But they lost at Utah. They lost at BYU. You know, they lost to Southern Utah. We mentioned a very good team. So, And, they, and then they lost to Wyoming was, that was the other loss. So they have been playing pretty good competition. Uh, they have so many new faces. And Evan Cole, you know, obviously didn't start the year. Fardaz Amak, who you had on Whack All Access Instagram Live this past week, is, is having a great season. And those two guys seem to be figuring each other out. And they have some nice pieces. I think as the season goes along, as we've said about many of our teams, they will be tougher to beat as they go along. But uh, they've definitely been playing some tough competition uh, early in the season. I love talking to Doss on um, the Instagram Live. And you can still check that out on the Instagram page, Wax Sports. 
he showed so much passion, not only for Utah Valley basketball, but also the conference. It was one of the questions I asked him after I really realized that passion was the fact that he wants the teams here in the WAC to do well in non-conference because that means that they're going to have better matchups going forward and it's just growing the conference. And you could really just see the passion. I thoroughly enjoyed that interview, interview with him. Yeah, I thought uh, when you were talking to him, he, yeah, he had a great knowledge of you know, that Grand Canyon had played Arizona State and Nevada. So that he, he's been paying attention not just to what Utah Valley is doing, but what the entire conference is doing. I really enjoyed that conversation. Again, you can listen on the Wax Sports Instagram page if you would like to. That is still up. Chicago State, 0-9, Eric. They lost to Illinois State, North, um, Illinois State, Northern Illinois, and Drake. And they will play at Iowa State on Tuesday on ESPN+. Now, the good news for Chicago State is they, they've had so many games the bad news is, you know, they haven't been able to to get over that hump and get that W, although there have been some games, you know, where, where they're in it in the second half and, and just uh, kind of uh, the, the other team pulls away. And they've also been playing some tough competition, obviously, Illinois and uh, Northern Illinois and some of these schools, they, they have been playing Iowa State out of the Big 12, so another uh, tough uh, competition for mm-hmm. the Cougars as they head into the break. But uh, Xavier Johnson had 23 points in that game at Northern Illinois, so It'll be interesting to see as as we get into WAC play what they look like against WAC teams as opposed to, you know, these uh, mid-majors in the uh, Illinois area. We'll look forward to that, and we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and talk some women's hoops. We would like to thank our sponsors of the WAC podcast, Hercules Tires and Adidas. Now, back to Eric and Rachel. Welcome back to the WAC podcast. Eric Danner, Rachel V. Hill coming at you from our homes again, and we're here to talk some women's hoops. Eric, Katie Scott from GCU being the Ticket Smarter WAC Player of the Week. And boy, is she making a name for herself. Yeah, and she's had some great weeks already. I, I know was in, in the hunt for a previous Player of the Week and, and gets it this week as GCU wins a couple of big games on the road. They, they went at Eastern Washington, and then they play, went at uh, Houston Baptist. That HBU game, uh, we talked about it last week. We had just gotten word that because they were supposed to host H- HBU at mm-hmm. Grand Canyon, they decide to switch sites, which you almost never see in basketball, especially going from Phoenix to Houston, not exactly down the street. And they played uh, in the Huskies' home arena, and HB, it was a great game, uh, mm-hmm. 79-76, the final score. Uh, Katie Scott actually got into foul trouble in that game. She picked up four fouls. I think she only played 11 minutes, 12 mm-hmm. minutes, and scored Still was able to put up 20 points, though. Yeah, so she is, she is really uh, – a player to watch, fun to watch. She can hit the three. Her moves down low, especially if she has a smaller defender on her, I feel bad for the defender because she has so many different post moves. And if you watch the highlights that we put up from that HBU game uh, for her being player of the week, uh, shows some of her versatility. That's not even her passing and, and some things like that. And also watching that game, that full court press that GCU puts on, that is that is tough. And HBU did a good job. Uh, breaking the press quite a bit, but uh, towards the end of the game, uh, the Lopes were able to make some big plays, and they are now six and one on the year. But they aren't in first place in the WAC right now. That's that's that 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 honor belongs to CBU. It does, and we had Jared Olson on the podcast last week, the coach for the women's team at CBU. Fantastic interview. I definitely recommend going and giving that a listen if you have not already. But yeah, California Baptist undefeated right now 
uh, they beat Pepperdine 75 to 67, and Aniolata had a Sports Center top 10 play. Then they beat Cal Poly 61 to 51, and they're at San Diego State um, today, Monday the 21st. Yeah, they, uh, UC San Diego, I believe, is the team they're playing today, but uh, they uh, or San Diego. We'll have to we'll have to double check on. <laughs> There's so many teams in San Diego, but eight and zero. And I did see a, a tweet or something that said they're the only eight and zero team in the country right now. Of course, that could have changed since I've seen that. But not many teams have played eight games. Period, and especially not many teams would be eight and zero after eight games. So congratulations to the Lancers on that. And and you also saw us that right before we started our interview with uh, Coach Olson. Yeah, Annie Oleta leads the NCAA in assists. They had nine, or she had nine of them in each win last week. So uh, Coach Olson talked about the ball movement, how they really put an emphasis on that in practice. And it's obviously working out there. <laughs> and I've had a chance to see them a, a little bit. And Annie Oleta has really developed this year as a point guard. She's so quick and she can get into the lane and then dish to an open, you know, for a three-pointer. And she also can get it inside. She can also shoot. She does as a nice little floater. We saw the half-court shot. So she has really developed as a player this year. Uh, they're battling injuries. We talked to, to Coach Olson that Brittany Thomas was uh, trying to get back, and she had missed a few games. But 8-0, uh, and oh, we uh, and, and 11 wins in a row. They're, they're up to the uh, seventh longest win streak in NCAA women's basketball. Yes. And, Eric, we actually have another undefeated team in women's play right now. Granted, they've only played two games so far, and that's Utah Valley. So the Wolverines were on pause. We're not exactly sure if they are back to their regular programming schedule, but they had three games canceled at BYU and Southern Utah and then Montana, and they will host Simpson on January 2nd. So, again, still on a break, but you'll never know if you'll see any new games pop up on the schedule. Yeah, and that's that's part of what's so tough here, but uh, at least they do have a game to get right ready before the WAC season begins on January 2nd, and hopefully that game will take place. But they play at California Baptist. So talk about starting off with a bang. We have the two undefeated teams, the two teams that picked one and two in the conference starting on January 8th. So we're going to be looking forward to that. But obviously, yeah, CBU with a lot more game experience right now than UVU. UTRGV had an interesting weekend at the South Padre Island Classic. Was in South Padre. Then some things happened with the court. We're not 100% sure, so they ended up having to move it back to Edinburgh during, due to the unplayable conditions there on the court, Eric. Yeah, unfortunate uh, there because I know uh, the folks at UTRGV had looked forward to that uh, uh, South Padre Island Classic for a long time, uh, and hopefully they can get that squared away for next year and, and make that an annual event. But uh, they did lose a day. Uh, they are supposed to play Friday, Saturday. Uh, because of that, they did play some games on Saturday at the UTRGV Fieldhouse, and they did win a game. Uh, so that was good against Prairie View A&M, 66-63. So a tough game uh, against Prairie View and a, a big win for Lane Lord and uh, Amara Graham uh, with 21 points, and uh, she had a career-high four three-pointers. So we were talking a little bit in a previous podcast that, you know, she was one of the top three-point shooters in the WAC last year. and So far this year hadn't uh, – found her shooting touch from the uh, outside yet, but uh, seems to have found it again with the, the four threes in that game. Getting back on schedule, and the Vaqueros do not have any game scheduled until they will host Chicago State on January 8th in their first game of conference play. Looking at Dixie, one and one, 
only played two games so far this season, and they lost to Portland State 63-53, to and they will play at Southern Utah today, December 21st. Seattle U, 3-4 and four on the season. They lost to Montana 61-55. to Eric, I had an opportunity to watch that game, and I will say that even though they weren't able to get the win, they still looked like a solid team. Yeah, I think Seattle U, much like their men's team, they have a lot of new faces trying to figure out, you know, rotations and who's doing what. But I think uh, Coach Susie Barcombe doing a great job there. And they will be tougher as the season goes along. They play another game uh, coming up today at Idaho on Monday. So uh, we will see if, if they can get a W before the break here. But uh, Bree Calhoun, another one of those players who's a newcomer, uh, 23 points against Montana. And then she had nine assists against Eastern Washington. So she looks to be uh, one of the top players uh, as we head into WAC play. Tarleton sits at three and five on the season, one of the newcomers here in the WAC. They were at the South Point Holiday Hoops Classic in Las Vegas, and they lost to North Alabama 72 to 57. And then today on the 21st, they will play Eastern Michigan. Mexico State, another team, they won at Denver 81 to 72, and they sit at two and four on the season. They had a game against Northern Arizona on Saturday that was canceled. Eric, do you think we'll see any more out of the Aggies on the women's side before conference play starts? See, another team you just feel for, you know, they're, they're out of their home there. They've played as many games as they can, and it was nice to see them get a win because they did have those two tough overtime losses against UTEP, and they, and they lost to Pepperdine. But I, I think um, uh, Brick Atkinson's going to get the team back on track, but it's just so tough uh, being away from home and, and not having those home games, especially early in the year, to kind of get your confidence going as well. Uh, maybe get a couple W's under your belt, but uh, maybe it'll get them a, a little tougher, I guess, for whack competition. But again, that's one they, they actually play at home that, that very first week uh, against Dixie. And it'll be interesting to see where that game will be played, because obviously, uh, if it were today, they would not be able to play in New Mexico. Mm-hmm. Again, we'll just have to wait and see. Chicago State 0-2 on the season. This will be their first game since November 30th today on the 21st at SU, or SIU Edwardsville. Again, it's been quite a while since we've seen the Lady Cougars. It, it is, and uh, you know, hopefully they, uh, they can bounce back after a couple of tough games there, but uh, you know, with a new head coach and Tiffany Sarden, but uh, you know, uh, that, that's that's the way that it's going. This year. It's, it's interesting. The men have already played nine games. The women have only played two. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you, you play where you can and when you can. But, uh, uh, Rach, this is our last show of the year. Can you believe that? I know. I cannot believe that. That it's we, When we were, like, so uncertain if we were going to have enough content to, you know, figure out the rest of the year, and we did it. High five, Eric. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, this has been a lot of fun to do, and I, I've enjoyed seeing your uh, Christmas tree behind you there. Yeah. What's the uh, topper there? What's uh, is that? Is there no like star or angel on the top there, or what do you? It's got? a little angel. Let's see if I can get it off of our tree. Don't want it you to knock the angel. tree over. Oh, nice. Got dog paws on it because I'm obsessed with my dog. So yeah. <laughs> it's a little angel. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's hard to believe. Yeah, when we come back, we're going to be full throttle into WAC season because our first games are January 8th and 9th. So our next 
podcast will be that first week in January. So want to wish everybody, you know, happy holidays and mm -hmm. happy new year because yeah, we're not going to be on again until 2021 and hopefully 2021 will be a much better year than 2020. I'm already looking forward to conference playing. Yeah. Thank you to everybody that has listened into the live podcast and, uh, you know, interacted as much as you possibly could. We definitely appreciate it. And yeah, happy holidays and happy new year, everybody. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to the WAC podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at waxsports.com.